There's a war being waged right now on the television screen and on the computer screen. It is a war, a battle for the hearts and minds of our children. So what are we as Christians supposed to do? Are we supposed to just sit back and take it and retreat in our little church world? Or are we supposed to engage? Our special guest tonight, Chris Langloe, has a solution for this problem to win this battle in the war for the hearts and the minds of our children. And we are live, and I was just saying a few seconds ago that my face is no longer swollen like it was last week. I had to wear glasses to cover the dark eyes. Chris, welcome to Raven's Heart. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It is exciting to have you. Hey, our comment lines are open for you tonight to join our conversation. We want to hear what you have to think about this, and if you have any questions for Chris please go ahead and send them through and we'll, we'll put them on the screen and uh, have him answer those questions for you. Chris, you are what I would consider to be a media entrepreneur and God's given you an important assignment that relates to television and the hearts and the minds of our children. What is this assignment that God has given you? Yeah, great question. So God put me on this path to create and help fund wholesome and biblically based animations, media, some interactive amusement, and even gaming specifically catered to children. Um, but to be honest with you, it's one of those that it didn't happen overnight. In fact, my journey, it starts back during the COVID times and probably like many of the listeners and viewers today, I had this vision of being this, this superhero type person meaning I was going to take care of the household. And I've, I've worked from home for probably the eight years. So I was going to take care of the house, you know, make sure business and operations are going great. And the kids are continuously being educated. But of course, uh, about a week into this, I realized how misguided I was and uh, a few too many bottles of wine deep. And I realized that what I was doing just honestly wasn't sustainable. And I was very quickly beginning to lose my marbles. So my amazing wife and I came to these terms and where I would just allow the kids to watch maybe an hour, two hours of uh, animations, a cartoon, a Netflix series, a movie, just during the middle of the day so I could get something done. And that went, honestly, it went great until it didn't. And shortly into this, my wife, who's far smarter than me and smart enough to at least question everything that our kids were consuming. And she did some research and goes to me one day, hey, Chris, whatever you do, don't let the kids watch this particular movie. And as you can imagine, and a lot of the viewers today, I literally let the kids watch that movie the day before. So to figure <laughs> out how much trouble I was in with my wife and with my kids for that matter, I go, well, honey, um, why shouldn't I let the kids watch this movie? And she goes on to explain that it contains some false theology, polytheism, and contains some of these demonic characters. And obviously at this point, I knew I made a mistake. And I, um, I go to her and said, listen, I, I let the kids watch it. And she goes, we needed to talk about this with the kids. And again, way smarter than I, we had this conversation with the kids. 
and and in fact they had questions about it and because it conflicted with our our values the values that they're learning in the church and and primarily from us as just parents so i'm i'm super glad we discussed it and i out of this fatherly guilt and shame and frustration with myself i go on this hardcore crusade to find biblically based valued faith-based faith forward content for our kids and i'm sure a lot of people and the viewers that are going to see this said you know what i did that too and they're going to have the same story as i did as there's not a whole lot of content that's out there but in the content that is it's not high quality and engaging and if it is it, it didn't fit our values right so right. and it's frustrating because there's what 2.4 billion christians in the world 73 74 75 million here in the us but no real quality content and this is i think christians are truly maybe the most underserved demographic in the world um so this is kind of like the beginning of my journey where the holy spirit was guiding me to make this impact and probably like a lot of the fathers out there i think it might be a guy trait when I see a problem, I instantly want to go fix it, right? But <laughs> I, I I didn't have the capability at this point in time in my life. Things are super busy. I'm uh, and going from one thing to the next, and I had no idea how to create high quality content. So I was like, you know what? I kind of ignored the Holy Spirit, and I went on maybe the second indicator of the Holy Spirit talking to me. Um, I joined in a took me 13 years to join a small group within our church. And when I did, um, one of the elders in the groups, maybe a couple months into this goes, hey, Chris, I need you to go meet these guys at Moondog Studios. I'm like, Butch, Moondog Studios, who's, what's a Moondog? Why do I need to meet them? And he goes, listen, Chris, I don't know why, but I'm feeling pulled. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit telling me that you need to go meet them. All right, Butch. I'll go, I'll go meet him because I have a great respect for you. And if the Holy Spirit told you, then it's probably something I should go do. So I go and meet the CEO of Moondog Studios. His name is Ben Davis. And we have a fantastic conversation. And he goes on to explain that his team has been absolutely crushing it in the secular world. Their team has created some content for like Disney and Pixar. And there's a movie out there on Netflix. I think it's Netflix that's called Pets United. They were a part of that. Uh, they're part of a, a series called Weird Waters that's on Peacock. So these guys have the expertise to do it. And he goes on to say, hey, by the way, our team has felt this pull to deviate a little from the secular world and get it more into the spiritual world. And I go, wow. bravo, because <laughs> that is exactly what we need. I will, Ben, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. I will be your ambassador because... I went down this road with my kids and it was pure torture, but I don't know how I can help you. Um, I, I, here's what I would do. I kind of build out like a, a business plan on how to go raise the capital. I said foundation, some crowdfunding, it can certainly be done. But again, I'm sorry, Ben, I'm just too busy, uh, but I'll be again, your cheerleader. I'll be here to support you. And we just stayed in touch for basically once a month for the next six months. So again, not a quick learner here, right? Um, the next point I had, uh, where I think the Holy Spirit just kept on pushing me, um, I met with a dear friend of mine named Dee McGinnis. 
and D, fantastic lady. She actually married my wife and I, and we didn't make it easy on her because in Charleston, we have this thing called hurricanes. Yes. We got married when Hurricane Hakeem hit Charleston and we had a thousand year flood. So it was memorable. It was challenging. And what's the same rain is rain's good luck for your, if it rains on your wedding. Well, a hurricane's either got to be the best of luck or foreshadowing <laughs> for the rest of my life. Still yet to be determined. <laughs> but she goes up and, and we're just syncing up and saying what's going on in her life. And I go, man, D, there's something about animations and there's this gap for high quality content that really fits our values that's needed for kids. And she goes, all right, Chris, I got to talk to you later. And she basically hangs up on me. Well, great conversation there, D. And the next morning she calls me back up and I go, hey, D, how's it going? And she goes, all right, I prayed about it. Well, what'd you pray about? She goes, all right, I've got to tell you, Chris, one of my friends is out of Philadelphia named Mary Ann. She's part of this group called Capstone Legacy Foundation. I go, okay. She goes, and we set up a, a men's homeless shelter here in Charleston. So I understand the difficulties and the legal and the accounting and all the, the challenges that go with setting up a foundation. And what Capstone does is they're basically a public foundation and I'm allowed to set up a MCP or like, uh, I'm gonna say a mini foundation under them where the funds pool through them and I'm able to focus on operations when they can focus in on the, the legal paperwork and they can assist with some of the accounting. They send out all the tax documents, to the donors. Nice. And I said, gee, that's actually pretty interesting. I'd love to meet them. So I have a conversation with Nancy and Marianne and that we talked for a couple hours on the phone and hit it off really well. And I go, listen, y'all, I'm going to be in Philadelphia this weekend. Is there any chance that I can meet you? Um, I like where this is going, but I'd rather meet in person before anything becomes concrete. So I fly up to Philadelphia, we meet at a golf course, have a lunch, hit it off. And that was literally the, it took me a long time to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I, I disregarded it time after time after time again, until other people heard from the Holy Spirit that started to also push. And that was literally the, the spawn and the birth of Valor Heritage Foundation. But um, I wanted to build it a little bit differently and I wanted to create it to be, become more sustainable, meaning the donations come in, and I'm gonna say investments because they're really investing in the future generations and the mm -hmm. current generations and future generations. And as that money comes in, I pool it together under Valor Heritage and we invest it into these projects. And as those projects begin to produce revenue, it comes back to the foundation and we can compound it project after project after project. So the original donor's capital can be used for multiple projects over the, the lifetime. It's been an absolute incredible journey, an unexpected journey, um, but a lot of fun. A lot of grace in that journey as well, just yeah. like your shirt says over there. I thought it was fitting. I love, I love how God has been just so gracious with you, and he knows you that you'll eventually listen. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you've been doing is you, you eventually get it, which is so important to him. And, you know, how did you know for certain besides your wife's rolling pin that you were called to do this, that this was, this is what he wants you to do. You know, I think after you have sign after sign and it keeps leading you back to this, the same point. And for me, it was this gap 
to create wholesome, biblically-based content for kids. Um, and then other people also having the Holy Spirit telling them how they can play a part in this journey. That was uh, kind of the, the shining light. Mm. Yeah, you can't ignore those confirmations when God keeps putting it right in front of you. And I say, even since we finally, uh, after all of those signs and I commit, well, now there's even more people that become part of the journey. And so it's just confirmation that the Holy Spirit is really wants this to come to fruition. I really believe that because you're correct. There is a lack of quality, biblically-based television programming. And I mean, quality programming. I think in my mind, back to the 90s, some of the Bible shows that were on TV are absolutely creepy and scary. And then it, my mind automatically goes to, and bless bless their bless their souls because they were trying to do a good work, uh, the, the Captain's Club on BBN with Secretary Sparkle and whatever the captain was. And every time I heard that, it'd be like, this, I want to jump out of my car. I, I just can't take this because it's so low quality. Yep. I understand that you've got kind of a project that's in the works right now that uh, you're working on, something that's coming to fruition. Can you tell us about that? And when can we expect to see it? Yeah, so we have about, I would say, three different projects right now. Um, our first project is going to be about the parables of Jesus. And it's going to be written in a way that's in similar fashion, you think, back to Veggie Tales. I'm sure a lot of the viewers have seen that um, to some capacity, right? Where... Yep. It's based on the Gospels and truth, but the characters may be depicted, obviously, a little bit different. And in that case, it was Veggie Tales. So parables will be written in a very similar fashion, but it's going to be far different in terms of quality. Um, we've got another project that's in the pipeline, and this is going to be called um, Pom Pom and Franny. This is a faith-based project where two grandmothers share their life stories that they learned from their grandmothers down to the grandkids that are all based on the truth in the Bible that is passed down to these kids. So they're going to go through all their adversity and the grandparents are going to be there to teach them. And, and they're going to allow them to obviously go through some of the adversity. Um, so that's a really exciting project. And a new one, that a new partnership that we're looking at right now is with Butch Hartman. And he's had a tremendous career with Nickelodeon, I think 20 plus years. And he created a popular show called The Fairly Odd Parents. Um, yes. It was, I call it the tail end of it, but people that are a little bit younger than me have probably viewed it and some of the parents. And for those of those people that are looking for content today that they should be watching, go take a moment, go to your phone, go to your app, go to your smart TV, go open your browser real quick and go to thegardencartoon.com and download the app, uh, The Garden. I highly recommend it. Now, um, what I will say is our current focus is truly on the ages of probably four to 14. And, and this is for uh, strategic purposes. Um, there's a statistic out there that 83% of, of Christians first commit to Jesus between the ages of four and 14. And teens between 14 and 18, it drops significantly down to 14, 15% um, where they're going to pursue a life with Jesus. And after 19, those unbelieving adults, there's just a 6% probability of uh, following Christ or becoming a Christian. So this is really where our focus is on. Um, we've got the three fantastic projects where we're targeting and trying to bring quality content for kids so that parents can use this content to really reinforce 
what they want their kids to learn, probably what they're teaching their kids, just simply without all these forced agendas that a lot of the other yeah. content that's being put out there. Absolutely. Hey, and we've got Jermaine Nixon from Jermaine Nixon Ministries joining us tonight. Thank you for joining, Jermaine. We are talking about a project that Chris is involved in. He is a media entrepreneur, and he is storming the gates of hell, literally, with quality Christian programming for kids. This is part of the prophetic arts. Usually we lean towards music because that's kind of my band. But television, I've been on television. I know how to turn one on. I know some things about television. So that's what we're talking about tonight. And yeah. Again, I'm just thinking about so many things like when I was growing up and I'm probably going to show my age and maybe there's some of you out there that remember some Christian programs that affected you when you were growing up. But for me, it was Davy and Goliath, the claymation program with the, the kid and his dog. And the lessons of that show stuck with me. And really, Holy Spirit used a lot of those lessons to convict me of my sin later in my life. I was was uh, born again when I was uh, 20, 21, around that age. But it was like when I was four or five, I was watching Davy and Goliath, and I'll never forget the episodes about lying, and I'll never forget when I was a kid, I, when I lied, it bothered me because I learned on Davy and Goliath, you don't do that. So it set my mind in a right way. And really right now, the world, if you disagree with me with this, let, let's talk. Send me some comments. But the world right now is a dumpster fire. I mean, that is just the way to describe everything that's going on in the world. And then when you turn on the TV, it just inflames the dumpster fire even more. And a lot of it is disturbing. And I'm not just talking about television. I am talking about what you see on your computer and what you see on, on the uh, a small screen on the computer. And Jermaine says, I used to watch PAX TV. So many wholesome shows with Christian content. So Jermaine, ministering before the Lord, he's got an awesome music ministry with the band Tricord. And, you know, he was impacted by that as well. How do you believe your programming content and even the games and the interactive videos are going to help kids navigate the absolute hot mess that's outside the doors right now. And even more important, maintain a sound mind in the midst of all the chaos. A great question. So kids on average, at least in the U.S., and it's more even in other countries, they're consuming two hours plus of TV, streaming services, content on a daily basis. And God told us to bring the gospels and his teachings to the children. And, and also through, we're going to look at gaming and some other interactive media. But I, what I think is important is we've got to take the church to the kids. Much like people don't go to church to find Jesus, it's disciples going out to the people to disciple to them, which will bring them back to the church. We're doing that the same way, just a little bit differently. We're doing it through content creation and, and animations and, and series, TV series. So we're, we're bringing it, the gospels, the truth to them in hopes that builds that foundation and that cookie crumble um, leads them to the journey with Jesus at the end of the day. I mean, us at Valor Heritage, we're simply the catalyst to help these awesome people like a Butch Hartman and Ben Davis and the Moondog team. They're the ones that are really doing it. We're just helping them, lifting them up to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. A couple things I want to uh, talk about here. But first, I have to ask you the question. Why is it so important 
for the church, especially during this time, to engage and not retreat? Because what you're doing is you're engaging a very dark area. And the other thing, too, I know that the critics that are out there, and trust me, I've got a number of them, are going to be like, oh, my goodness, he's working with secular people, and you can't combine the secular with the sacred. It's a, it's a lukewarm mixture, and God's going to spit it out. Okay, be quiet. Just sit down on the back, please, while we get through this, and, and you'll figure it out later. But you know, why is it so important to engage and not retreat, especially at this time and on television? It's, it's time to step up, get uncomfortable, step up, step out, because the time is now. Now, I think a lot of viewers can under, or at least agree with this. The pendulum has swung so far back that it's slowly starting to swing back, and we need to jump on that pendulum and push it way the other direction to bring glory back to God, honestly. Yeah. And it's the only way that our kids are going to have a sound mind. I mean, all the problems that we've got yes. going on in society right now with schools. I mean, okay, a few years ago, and I'm just I'm just talking. I'm pretty fired up about this topic because we're yeah. obviously involved in media. Okay, yep. that's that's what we do. We are engaging the prince in the power of the air. We are on what he thinks is his turf, but it's really not. Yep. We've won the victory already. It's ours. It's really our turf. He's just you know, there, and we just need to kick them back out and take dominion over the thing. But, you know, you, with what's going, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say you hit the nail on the head where the, the battle's already been won. God defeated Satan. We just need to take action based on faith. And faith is action, in my opinion, to go out and create this content. And I don't think people realize the church focuses, again, in my opinion, primarily on adults, and they do a fantastic job and this is a blanket statement, so don't just so take it with a grain of salt. But the evil one has switched course and is now focusing on winning over children through media. And the primary conduit for seducing Americans, people, the people of all ages, is the media. So it's our job to take back the territory and use that as a vehicle to drive real values back to our families. Yes. Absolutely. Jermaine says the tactic of the media is so crazy. They are so smart with how they have and are conditioning people. Well, you got to remember it's being propelled by the one who's been around for thousands and thousands of years, who knows how people work and knows how to condition them. It's, it's, it's done by the evil one. There is absolutely yep. no question about that. We have to take it back. God has told us, Jesus said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say sit in your church. He didn't say make really lousy television programming and go low quality with it. As a matter of fact, Scripture says to do everything with excellence. And that's the only way that we can do that. And I was thinking about that on the way home this afternoon. Is the only way that we can ever do anything of excellence is by the supernatural power of Holy Spirit. That's it. Yep. That's the only way that it can, yeah, only way that it can be done to bring glory back to God. And the key is a sound mind. And I want to go back to what I was talking about and getting fired up just a second ago. I lost the thought because what you were saying was so <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, it used to not bother me, Facebook and all those things. It used to not bother me at all. Uh, now I get irritated when I look at it. I don't know if our viewers and those that are in our audience feel the same way. If you do, I want to hear what you have to think about it. But it irritates me. It it makes me, it just irritates me because it's like a cesspool and everybody's out all over the place. And then even on YouTube, a lot of the Christian content that's on YouTube, um, 
it's degrading of other ministries. Yes, there are people that are doing things they shouldn't be doing, but we need to be focusing on the main thing, which is the gospel of Jesus and not how awful and terrible we think somebody else's ministry is. That's just my opinion on the matter. So we need to get back to not being irritants. And, you know, it's funny because I've watched, I watch certain ministries and their numbers and views are just like, you know, they're soaring. And then I take a look at the content and they're just, they're doing more of the work of the Antichrist than they are Christ. <laughs> yep. It's like, can you please be quiet? You know, and that's why it's being picked up and pushed because, hey, it's doing it. And it's just like Jermaine said, Satan grabs a hold of that. He's cunning. And Jermaine also says, we need, we got Jermaine fired up tonight. I love it. We need to claim the platform of everything. God has called us to greater. If Amen. we can remove ourselves and God can elevate us the way we need to. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I was, we watched, I allow my oldest to watch YouTube once in a while. And it's called, uh, ninja kids and it's it's pretty good you know these kids are outdoors they're doing ninja activities they're in gymnastics they're traveling the world so i get to experience some of the stuff but in the middle of a break in the episode because we didn't pay for the ad free portion of youtube there was an ad that popped up in kids based kids driven content that was i don't think any parent would have ever wanted to see that in an ad that was played in this it was completely disrespectful and, and to the point where i turned off the tv and i wouldn't let my kids watch youtube for a long time it's, yeah. it's frustrating and some of the stuff is even subtle that you see it in the background of tv and these cartoons and these animations that it's for kids yeah yeah uh, that reminds me of when i was growing up i was terrified by a certain commercial that they played during daytime television it was on a on WPIX channel 11 up in New York and uh, it was during kids programming and I was watching it and they showed something for a horror film or some sort of haunted house. And it was really scary and it freaked me out. My mom got so ticked that she called the TV station to ask them what in the world they were thinking by putting that ad in there. And what's happened today is a lot of people, they don't, they're not outraged by stuff like that anymore. Fortunately, you're walking with the Lord and you see those things and you're protecting your children. And that's something I want to talk about more in a minute. And if anybody that's joining us right now, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, go ahead. And we'd like to hear your comments on this topic as well uh, concerning um, the church and believers engaging in media and protecting the hearts and the minds of our children. Uh, but before we go too much further, we've, we've talked a lot about the negative aspects of things. And I don't want us to look like the two guys on the Muppet show, the old guys up in the up in the balcony, like, hey, bring out the beer. You know, we need better quality programming. Don't want to do that all night. Yeah. There are some positive aspects to media and television. What are some ways that television and media can actually help a child learn and, and even develop? You know. I think this content, streaming content, can be used to reinforce what parents are teaching their kids. And it's the perfect example is I can tell my kids time after time to do something, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. And for the most part, they'll listen. But when someone else reinforces exactly what I said, it becomes even more concrete and more truth for them. So we are basically just this additional tool for the positivity that kids are, or parents are already trying to invest into their kids. And how about, <clears throat> excuse me, how about for sparking the imagination and creativity? Because good art always inspires even yeah. better art, in my opinion. How can television and media, and especially the content that you're creating, 
help inspire imagination and creativity? Sure. So I think, I mean, obviously content and gaming should be engaging and fun. We started talking about, do you remember Dora, Dora the Explorer? I do. Okay. And uh, so she breaks away from the, the screen to directly talk to the audience. So we're, we're contemplating how we can incorporate something like that to engage with the audience, maybe get them to take action or maybe even give them options on, on how to, which path that they want to take. And they'll have different experiences based on how that path goes. And, and hopefully that gets them more engaged, gets them to learn more. It becomes more ingrained into them and most importantly, be inspired. That kind of sounds like the old choose your own adventure books that, yeah. Yeah. From back in the day, that's really cool. Putting that in content to get them engaged because all too often watching television is just this passive activity where you're just kind of sitting there drooling on yourself with a bag of, you know, soggy cornflakes watching the showcase showdown at nine o'clock in the morning. Now, if most guys are doing that, we got to talk about work and not eating. If you don't work, you shouldn't be watching the showcase showdown at nine in the morning in your tidy whities with a, a bowl of uh, soggy Captain Crunch. But, you know, what are some ways that parents can, you know, if it's not an interactive program, what are some ways that parents can ignite the imagination and help kids think about what they're watching as they're watching it? Do you have any tips concerning that or what do you do with your own kids? Yeah. So if we were, we'll read some of the children's Bibles, right? With the kids and, and they like to pull them out and, and point at the pictures and get our, our thoughts on it. But oftentimes when we see something that plays out in real life or that plays out in something that maybe they're watching or watching together, we like to relate it back to exactly a story in the Bible. So then they're like, you know what? Oh, that is, this is applicable to what I'm doing on a, a daily basis. Mm, very good. Yeah, that's really cool. And what would you say then? You know, because I know there's some Christians that they throw the baby out completely with the bathwash no television. We don't want to be engaged with that. Or they'll roll out the TV just for maybe something like that's on PBS or something, I guess, something boring on PBS. Um, so how would you encourage a parent to balance, hey, you know, TV time with creativity time and, and everything like that yeah. and sheltering them? You know, a great question. So I'll give you my, my personal thoughts, right? I think a young person's screen time, it should not only be restricted, but limited, but I think it can also be used, like we talked about earlier, leverage to reinforce a lot of the values that they want, if, if you can mm -hmm. find it. For us personally, my wife and I and our, our kids, we don't let them watch TV on a daily basis. In fact, we usually do like the Saturday um, or Sunday mornings before church, we'll watch some cartoons and just chill and have some coffee, let them eat some cereal or some eggs and toast, and we'll just relax. Um, but again, that's usually only for a short period of time. I want my kids, much like I lived my childhood, where they spend most of their time outdoors, exploring, getting muddy, getting scrapes and bruises, running through the neighborhood barefoot, riding bikes, taking hikes. I really think there's a lot of value in that social interaction. But for most families, to some extent, media and TV is just a part of our culture. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think you can use it to be a value add to what's already going on in your current life. 
That's interesting how you say, and I just thought of this as you said it, that television and media is so ingrained in our life. I go to, the, I went to the gym today. There's TVs all around the place and I can watch like 12 different TV shows while I'm working out. You walk into an academic building in a, uh, at a college campus and there's a television that's up yep. playing things. There's televisions all over the place. I remember when I was in high school and we were so excited when they put the big old tube TV up in the cafeteria in the corner suspended from the <laughs> ceiling and we could watch MTV videos while we ate lunch. We thought that was really cool. Back when now, MTV had videos. Yeah. Yeah. Back when MTV <laughs> had yes, exactly. Exactly. But now it's just all over the place and it's in your face. Do you think that's part of Satan's strategy just to put things in our face that enforce things down our throat? You know, yeah, I think a lot of what we watch descent to these, how you say desensitize us descent it's it's eight o'clock on a, a thursday night for me but it, it makes us immune to really what's going on in the world and they have a lot of subtle changes that probably go against a lot of our beliefs and a lot of what we think is true and even if it's behavior i i 100 agree with it i mean you look at kids today they look up to all of these influencers right where now this influencer is telling them how they should look what they should have, their possessions. And if they don't have that, then they don't have value. Well, that's absolutely not what it should be. And that's, but that's what's depicted a lot on TV and what's on YouTube and all the social media avenues. I want to create media that makes them realize that they are loved unconditionally, no matter what, that their value is not based on a tangible, whether they've got the best shoes or the best jacket, that they, they may not have um, the, the same access to other things as kids or, or other kids, right? But they need to, and I think that's where parents really need to focus in on and spend adequate time watching what their kids and auditing what their kids are watching because when their value on themselves is based on what someone else is telling them that their value is, that's one of the reasons why I think we have a big mental health crisis. All of a sudden, they don't have the the fancy clothes or the um, the same things that other kids do. Now they're they're depressed and they're they're they've got anxiety. Well, if you know that you are loved unconditionally, no matter what, and your value is not based on something tangible, I think you're going to be far happier in life. That's really profound. That's really profound. How really what we see on media sets our expectations to something that's really unattainable in a lot of ways. I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. I always get a kick out of like the Maxwell House coffee commercials where a guy wakes up in the morning with a smile on his face and the breeze is blowing through the, yeah. you know, the windows and the curtains are blowing. He goes down and the sun's up and he's just doing stuff. I don't look like that in the morning when I'm making my coffee. Every part of my body aches. Yep. <laughs> it's dark. And I can't find the light switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a romanticized version. It's kind of disappointing for people. It's the same thing with social media. When people see things on social media, it's like, hey, this person's always smiling and on vacation. But that may not be the case. I mean, a lot of the content that's out there, it's giving or growing this sense of anxiety and inappropriate behavior, sometimes even inappropriate sexual behavior. And it's a source of this, this fear-inducing videos that almost makes their brains get this small dose of dopamine 
to where they're addicted to it. And now they're spending, like we said earlier, two to three hours a day viewing content. I mean, that, that in my mind is a problem. And when they're, again, their identity is based on some, and their identity and reality is based on some, somebody else and something that they're viewing. I think that's the issue. Um, and trust me, I am probably by far one of the least hover parents um, or those, the parents that wrap their kids in bubble wrap. And, and I say that with a grain of salt because, and I'm sure if my wife's watching this, she's probably shaking her head. Yes. I mean, perfect example. I busted out in a Nerf gun war with my kids and of course I got to get the high power ones. Right. So by the right. end of our battle, it looks like we've got chicken pox all over us. Um, <laughs> we're going through Costco the other day and I, I walked past this big old um, bin of pillows and I tossed one to my oldest kid and I grab one and she's looking at me like, huh? And then I just absolutely wail her with a pillow. I mean, I am not a, a hover parent, but I want them to get roughed up and bruised. Yeah. But I want them to also build a, build that foundation on wholesome values and yeah. not what someone tells them that their values should be based on. Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine's tracking with everything you're saying, going back to what we were just talking about a minute ago. I just put the comment on the screen. That's a good thought. There's so much to talk about with this topic. It's so, so deep. And that's why I got really excited about talking about it. it is a diversion from what we do on Raven's heart, but it ties into prophetic arts. You are yeah. sowing seeds into the hearts of young people to have sound minds, to have a relationship with Christ. And guess what world? There is nothing wrong with wholesome values. There's yep. for some reason, that's a oh, wholesome values. We don't want that. I don't want my kids exposed <laughs> to that. No. All right. It's not right to kill people. That's wholesome values. Lying. Yeah. I'm sure you don't like it if people lie to you. That's wholesome values. One man, one woman married together. No infidelity. That is wholesome values. The, the impact that infidelity has on a kid and on a family, it's like a thermite grenade. It's horrible what happens yep. to a kid. These are things that we should do. Not coveting what your neighbor has because, man, jealousy. It's like opening up Pandora's box. That's where you get murders, envying, strifes. It talks about that in the Bible. That's you know where war comes from is, is from all the jealousy and everything like that. Uh, morals are out the window in this day and age. Yes, they are. And we need to help people get back to those. And I think what Chris has said earlier, we're at a time. And the reason why the world's a dumpster fire is because the church has been sitting in church buildings eating fried chicken and not doing anything about it. It's time to put the chicken leg down and go and fight. It's time to get engaged, not be afraid of these dark areas. Jesus, Holy Spirit's not afraid of the darkness. I mean, when we take a look at the way the world was created, he brooded over the darkness and brought everything into order. That's where Holy Spirit's attracted to that. And Chris is going into the dark places. He's engaged in a spiritual battle. And I want to talk about that. You, As we talked about earlier, you are engaging in enemy territory. What are some of the battles that you've had to fight through that you're like, oh man, this is, this is definitely spiritual warfare and getting this project off the ground. You know, I go back to like the cartoons when we were kids where you've got the, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on one shoulder. And even through the journey I explained off, off the rip of this conversation is the Holy spirit saying, Hey, over here, this is what you should do. But then the devil's like, nah, you're too busy. Uh, that's not for you. And it kind of created this confusion and self doubt. And I had to 
basically come to terms and say, you know what, in order to protect what's behind us, we've got to fight what's in front of us. And for us, the sword is creating this wholesome content. And that has been some of the biggest battles. And even going through this, I was explaining, even talk, I like to be very transparent with my daughters. And my oldest daughter goes, you know what, dad, what do you always say to us? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord, your God will love you no matter what. And that's Joshua 1, 9. And that's something that we taught her. And I was like, you know what? I need to keep that. That's like my armor now is as I continue to march forward. But again, I'm not in this alone. As, as the story has progressed, more and more people are linking arms to march forward and take territory back for the kingdom. How can our audience help you? What are some of the needs that you have right now? I want to put this out there because I know that there's going to be a lot that watch this on the replay. Maybe somebody that's watching right now. What are some ways that our viewers can help link with you to accomplish yeah. this project? I mean, obviously the biggest thing is, is funding. So if you have the capacity to donate, if it's $25, $50 or a thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, trust me, that money is, it's not going to Chris, it's going to be passed through the foundation to go directly into investing into this content. And again, that content, as that produces revenue, it's going to come back to compound your donation. So that's, that's the biggest and most important thing is obviously funding. But some of you may have the connections to help be that chain link to march forward with us to take back territory. It could be additional podcasts like we have going on right now. It could be newsletters. It could be some sort of connection that's going to bring value so we can collectively and unify to take back that territory. And how can people link up with you and donate to, or I should say, invest in what you're doing? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yep. You can go to valorheritage.com. You can email me, chris at valorheritage.com as well. I'm going to go ahead and when we get offline tonight, I'm going to go ahead and put those links in the uh, in the description of the video so that people can just go ahead and see those links down there so that they can help you out and join out. And again, I want to talk about some of the positive of television programming before we close out tonight. Television can inspire. What were some television programs when you were growing up that inspired you and made you who you are today? You know, great question. It's hard for me to honestly think of one because I was one of those kids that I, I lived outdoors to the point where I was I was throwing balls on top of the roof to let them come down and catch them, which I'm pretty sure drove my mom nuts. And I think my mom watched a lot of Golden Girls and is a young adolescent kid, a boy that was absolutely torturous. So I spent a lot of time outside. Um, <laughs> but maybe... You know, I think back to Gladiator, right? Because you got these these macho men that are battling with each other. And I'm the rough and tumble boy at that point in time in my life. And, you know, they taught how to battle, how to get up, how to succeed. And when you actually one of the sayings I have with my daughter. So I had Chloe here right now with me. I would say, if you fall, what do you do? She'll say, get back up, daddy. If I go to Ari, one of our other sayings, and this reminds me of kind of the gladiators, I say, your best is enough. And Ari would respond, and my best is always required. And that's kind of like the same mantra. A lot of these gladiators just, they put it all out on the line. And that's kind of the same thing we're doing right now with Valor Heritage is we're putting it all on the line to, to raise awareness and to build something fantastic for somebody else and for our kids. That's 
beautiful because television, it can influence who you become and who you are, and it can spark interests and things that you maybe never even knew existed before. There are so many people that I have met that have made career choices based upon a television show. Many years ago, I met in North Charleston, a motorcycle cop, and he was an award-winning motorcycle cop. He'd go to competitions and do stuff. And he was really good on that bike. And I was just kind of, I was being a goober head with him. And I was like, so what'd you do? Watch chips when you're growing up? He's like, yeah, actually, that's what inspired me to do what I do today. I'm like, Oh, okay. So it inspired him to become a public. There were so many great programs back in the day, like emergency mod squad, things like that, that inspired young people to go into public service and be public servants and do that. Um, I don't know of any kids that ever watched Love Boat that wanted to be like Captain Steubing or <laughs> or Gopher. Maybe that's you. And if it is, you know, <laughs> comment lines are open. But, you know, it has inspired and it can be used in a constructive manner rather than a destructive manner is what we're used to today. And some of the things that I see that are being pumped as cartoons, it's like this isn't for kids it's it's not even close and there's such a demonic agenda yeah. right now the the devil is not hiding his face in media and i saw that in 2020 when they had that commercial for the dating service and the and the girl was dating the devil in the in the, in the commercial i was like have gone to that degree because i thought man even in the 80s there would have been outrage outrage yeah. over this Chris, before we close out tonight, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Now, listen, I appreciate you allowing me to be on this show. Um, and I want to obviously give you thanks. And for all the listeners, if you honestly have any questions, if you just want to rally around us, please reach out, send a word and join us on Facebook. Absolutely. Chris, thank you for joining us. Next week, we've got uh, two editions next week. Monday night, we're going to have a special surprise guest. And I'm going to keep that a surprise until Monday because it's a pretty big deal. So you'll hear about that on Monday. And then on Thursday, my friend Stacy Fannin from North Carolina is going to be joining us with our good friend, Alyssa. And we're going to be talking about Bigfoot. Is there anything in the Bible that speaks about Bigfoot? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. To find out, you're going to have to catch us back next week on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, people, Chris, hang on. I'll talk to you a little bit afterwards. But for everybody else, until next week, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.